Hello, everyone. <clears throat> Hi. I am Lindsay. That is Maria. And we are Romies Review the Movies. We are um, old high school roommates that... Um, yeah. Why did I say <laughs> high school? My mama was my roommate in high school. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. We are old college roommates um, that has a, um, a very special interest in movies. I... Um, got a degree in film, and Maria has been a film critic for the past 20 years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since 2001. 2000, yeah. Right, right. So we, we know a little something about something. And so what we do on this podcast is that we go back to our childhood and adolescence to um, review movies that we may have missed. So this week, mm-hmm. it was my pick on a movie that I hold near and dear to my heart that Maria has never seen, and that is 1994's Above the Rim. So, um, yeah, there we go. Let there be light. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, with Can you tell me, like, why you chose Above the Rim? Okay, yeah. So, um, I chose Above the Rim because um, when we chose it, we were still in June, and we know that June is... Um, the birthday month of Tupac, and then I think he also got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame oh, wow. in June as well. So, um, so yeah, I chose it um, for those reasons, um, in particular, you know. So, and then also, um, it's just a really good film. Um, it stars Dwayne Martin, uh, Leon, Tupac, also has Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. um, Marlon Wayans, yes. Yes, Marlon Wayans. I saw your tweet about Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans was a cutie back then. Um, it also has um, Wood Harris. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Wood Harris has been in like a million and one movies and Above the Rim is one of them. So um, He always plays a drug dealer. He, and he plays it very well. He does. He plays it very well. Or he plays somebody's uncle. Or, <laughs> um, or somebody's drug dealing uncle. Or somebody's drug dealing uncle, right? So, um, so yeah. So basically, um, what the movie is about is um, we have Leon's character, which is Shep. Shep was pretty much a um, a star high school basketball um, p- player mm-hmm. back and, in nineteen seventy nine. Yes, in 1979, and he was slated to go to the NBA. Um, he also had a best friend who was really good at basketball as well, but um, the star was Shep. And so him and his friend, they was playing on the roof of um, this building. Um, they were in New York. I want to say they were either in yeah. Brooklyn or Harlem. Can't remember which one. But um, they were on the roof of a building and they were playing one-on-one basketball. And then they started pretty much having a pissing contest to see who could jump the highest. So they were like touching the rim to see who could jump the highest. Um, Leon, Leon's character, Shep, he's obviously at least four inches taller than his friend. Yeah, he's much taller. Yes, so... The friend was really trying to um, beat him. So he backed up. He started running towards the rim. And when he hit that rim, not the rim, but the backboard. When he hit that backboard, he broke the backboard. And with the momentum that he got from running up on the backboard, he pretty much jumped off the uh, roof to his death. And the only person that was up there was Shep. Yeah. So Shep um, was blamed for his murder pretty much. Um, so he got arrested. Now, I'm not, at, out of all the times that I've watched it, I'm not sure if he actually did time. I even yeah. tried to look it up, but I'm not sure if he did time for it, but I know he got arrested for it. Yeah, it's but, not clear, but I'm thinking he didn't because I'm not sure why they would let him be a security guard at high school if he did. Right, right. And I know that, um, he was in Florida before he moved back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I I just, all I know is that he did get arrested. He did not uh, go to 
the NBA. He did not go to college or anything like that. Like he was supposed to. Um, and this has traumatized him this whole time. He is now scared of basketball. Yes, he does. He doesn't want no parts for real, for real of it outside of pretty much working security guard at the same high school that he went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, honestly, it's just the silliest death I have ever seen. <laughs> like unfilled. It was. For something it, that's supposed to be serious. Um, and I'm yeah. just like wondering what that room where they wrote that scene was like, because they're like, we have to write a basketball related death. And like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I'm not sure why that was the choice, but I also don't know what I would put in its place. So, right, right. Because it had to be something traumatic that, excuse me, that he would feel that he could have done something different to change. You know, them just walking across the street and getting hit by a car, that ain't nothing that he can really change. Right. And that doesn't really have anything to do with basketball specifically at all. Right. Right. So yeah, it had it had to be something basketball related. And me being a Midwesterner, watching somebody play basketball on the roof of a building wasn't realistic to me. It wasn't realistic to me either. Yeah. So, but as overly populated as New York is, I guess it would be something that can happen. I don't think so because I mean I've (laughs) I've seen like you know depictions of basketball on a roof you know uh and there's usually extremely high gates like yeah above but then we're talking about the we're talking about the 70s too where kids rode in the front seat with no car seats so yeah (laughs) when you when you put it in that realm it's like right it probably would be plausible for this to happen but yeah, him breaking the backboard. Now that that's the part that I was like, yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah. They're pretty tough. Like, yeah, it wasn't they like are. a glass blackboard or anything. You know, it wasn't. So. It wasn't. It wasn't. And he didn't. He didn't jump. He didn't run that far back to have that much. Right. He wasn't rhythm. Sonic. Like. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. You definitely have to suspend reality for you to move past the illogical part of this death. Right. Um, so yeah, so like we fast forward to 1993, and he has moved back to New York from Florida. He's still traumatized by it. He's pretty much alone and he's going through life by himself. But um, what brought him back to New York was that his mom passed. And so um, while he's back in New York, his um, old college coach offered him a um, position to um, to do security. Oh, right. To do security. That's right. To do security at the school. Mm -hmm. But then he also is trying to get him to take the coaching position so that he can retire. Mm -hmm. Um, He feels like he's the best person for the job. However, Shep does not want to take it because you know he's still mentally yeah, jacked basketball up. Basketball related trauma. Right, right. He's still mentally jacked up behind this or whatnot. Um so PTSD for BB. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um they they have their the first on camera basketball game is um at the school and he is doing security at the school. Um we have this new rising star which is Kyle and Kyle is one of those arrogant basketball players very that is um not for the teamwork mm-hmm. he's for showboating it's all about him especially because they have a scout in the audience he is like Georgetown bound however he has not received an acceptance letter from anybody yet but um there was a Georgetown scout in the um in the bleachers. And so um he ended up showing out in a negative and losing. Way. Right. Even though he like had like 22 points and however many assists, they lost the game. Um he did not show good sportsmanship nor show good teamwork. Mm-hmm. So it was not a good uh presentation in front of the scout. 
Then he tried to go talk to the scout after the game, and the scout was like, yeah, no, you're trying to go against regulation, and yeah. I'm not here for it. So like, you know I can't talk to you. Right. So he went on about his business. He's still mad that he hasn't received his acceptance letter. Um, the coach is trying to talk to him and tell him, you know, to calm down, humble yourself, let's act like a team. He doesn't want to hear that. Um, and he is also being raised by a single mom who is a RN. And she works nights. And so she tried to um, go and catch Kyle at the end of the basketball game. And she got stopped by Shep. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's leaving and Shep doesn't know her. And is like, where are you, you going? Come in, right? Come in, you know. And so the other security guard who's his superior, who's obviously been there for a while, does know Kyle's mom. And went over and intervened with their interaction, you know. And so um, Kyle's mom gave him a note to let him know, you know, he she got to go into work and whatever else the note said. Yeah, she was like, uh, I'm late to the game. I missed my son. Well, here's a note that I got to go to work. Also, I'm late for work. And I was like, girl, what is going on? Right, where she has no sense of time. And so, so yeah. So they, uh, that was their first interaction. So um, the note gets passed to Kyle. Kyle's upset. Another thing that he's upset about after this game. And so um, they and go I thought on. It was sweet. He was like, he wanted to spend time with his mom, you know? Right, 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 right. Because, you know, he's a mama's boy at the end of the day. And then, you know, especially when kid, when boys are raised by single moms and they're the only child, they're very protective over their mom. Mm. And they can be somewhat clingy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. We see that later on. Yes. Yes, we do. So, who also appeared at the game was Birdie. Birdie, who's being played by Tupac Shakur. Mm. And also, um, Birdie's crew is there. And one of them being um, Marlon's uh, Marlon Wayne's character, which uh, what was his name? Boogaloo, Boogaloo, yeah, yeah, Boogaloo. And then, um, Wood Harris's character was Motal, yeah, Mo, mm -hmm. yeah, it's so very serious all the time, just no fun at all, just like right, not, <laughs> not one, not one piece of fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so the whole crew comes to the game as well because Boogaloo told Birdie about Kyle. Um, Birdie, not Birdie, um, Kyle and Boogaloo um, knew each other from like middle school and stuff and they used to play ball together back in the day. Um, but Boogaloo went to like either jail or juvenile detention or something like that. He dropped but out. He, yeah, so he's he's just now getting out of where, wherever he went and now he's running with Birdie's crew. Birdie is like the local drug dealer that got this little crew going on and whatnot. What kind he of drugs does he sell? We don't know. We don't know, but he's mm -hmm. also he's also an entrepreneur. He has flipped his drug money into a um a business. He has a nightclub as well. Mm -hmm. So you got to wash the money somehow. Right, exactly. So they go they go to the game as well. He likes what he sees with Kyle and whatnot. So um, he told Boogaloo to tell Kyle to come by the club later on so that they can talk because what it is that they're gearing up for is a um a tournament that's coming um like within that within the next couple of weeks. And so Bertie has a has a team that he's building somehow. And, <laughs> yeah. And he wants the best of the best because he will not lose. So um Boogaloo waited for um, Kyle to get done and whatnot. And while he was walking out, he met up with him. That was the first time they seen each other in a while. So they embraced each other and what have you. Then he told him, you know, I got somebody that wants to meet you. Let's go to this club and I'll introduce you. So they go to the club. He introduces them to Bertie. And Bertie does um, take a liking to him. They have a conversation, um, and he basically tells them that he wants to he wants him to run with them in the tournament. However, Cal has already told his coach that he was going to run with them in the mm -hmm. tournament. Um, so he has a decision to make. 
on who he wants to run with. Um, the next day, he goes into uh, he goes into the um, gym, and he has a meeting with his coach. Yeah, he's supposed to be there at seven thirty in the morning. Right. And so he just strolls strolls in whenever he wants to. Then he has an interaction with Shep. Then he uh, he finally goes and talks to his coach. After his coach catches him in the middle of having a conversation with Shep, even though Shep told him his coach is looking for him. Mm-hmm. So now you can piss the coach off even more because the coach is waiting on you. So they go and have their conversation. It's not a good conversation. And the outcome is he tells his coach he's not running with him in the tournament no more. He's running with somebody else, which he made his decision then to run with Bertie. So, Boogaloo thinks that he's going to be running with Birdie in the tournament as well. Oops. So, they go and they try to have like a workout or whatnot. Well, within their workout, we have a resident crackhead who... Played um, by Birdie Mac. Uh, yes, played by Birdie Mac. And he comes and he um, interacts with them. Um, it's not necessarily a an ideal interaction. He's always so. making dick jokes. In yeah, a, in a way that's like, are you trying to say something about yourself, or is this the only joke you got to make? It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in the nineties, they made those type of jokes. Yeah, you know, and. Because it was quote unquote the norm, we kind of just blew it off. But now listening to it with a 2023 mindset, it's like, yeah, this is this is a tad bit cringe. It's like, what are you trying to say about your character? I don't understand. Because it's not like they're related to anything. No, no. And then I remember you seeing um having a tweet about the books, like run those books and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking what they were talking about was like slaps on the ass. Yeah, so I uh, watched uh, this guy who was a basketball player in college Mm -hmm. talk about the 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 movie, and because I was like, "What is this thing? What are this? What?" Because it's B O O N K S. I was like, "I've never heard this word before in my life." Um, And he was like, "Yeah, basically, it's when they punch you in the butt." Punch you in the butt. Okay. I was like, "Oh." I was thinking like slab or like a paddle or a belt or something, but punch. Yeah. So the resident crackhead, which was played by Bernie Mac, um, he he had bet them a little game or whatever that um, those bunks or books or whatever they were called. And so he Bernie Mac's character lost. um, Hold on, let me look up his name. Flip. His That's name's right. Flip. So his uh flip lost. So he wasn't gonna let them <laughs> hit him though. So they ended up he ended up trying to leave without paying what he owed. Mm-hmm. And they ended up, you know, basically like pushing them roughing down. Them up. Rush roughing them up or whatnot. And so with them doing that, Shep comes in and pretty much saves Flip. So when that happened or whatever, um, Flip gets up off the ground, then he realizes who saved him, and apparently they went to school together. And they were playing together in Mm -hmm. school. So, um, However, Shep is not the same person anymore, and neither is Flip. So um, even though, like, they embraced or whatnot, Flip was Flip was seeing that Shep is not the same, mm-hmm. so he kind of like you know was just like oh they can't erase who we were they can't erase who we were but he was walking away while he was saying it so and then Shep went on about his business or whatnot and so one thing that Shep does is he goes to basketball courts at night. And he replays basketball. Yes, with no basketball. No basketball. But he replays that infamous night when his friend died. Yeah. 
And uh, one of the other reviews I was watching was like, is this man scared of basketballs now? <laughs> like, he can't even <laughs> hold one? How is he out here playing? I mean, you look just as crazy as, uh, as Flip right now. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, he's playing a person that's been dead for X amount of years. So why do you even need a basketball to do that? Uh, why are we doing it at all? Like, I just... <laughs> why are we doing it at all? Exactly. <laughs> Like yeah. you said in your tweet, he Shep definitely needs to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely has some PTSD going on. Um, we do want him to get help, but you know, this is the 90s. Black men didn't really do that. Right. So yeah, there's um, with this whole because he's you're right, he has a lot of trauma around this mm -hmm. and respecting, you know, a few areas of his life and everything. And um everybody just kind of tells him to get over it basically yeah yeah it's like yep that's 1993 for you <laughs> yeah yep. sure. absolutely absolutely so then um then we have another scene where we see shep at a cemetery and he's putting flowers on a grave and so and he's kneeling at the grave and um and next thing you know black like overcoat and everything right and these tims walk up on him and is talking to him and kneels down too and it's Bertie. Yeah. So this is how we find out that Bertie and Shep are brothers. Mm -hmm. And um not only are they brothers, Bertie is Shep's kid brother yep. who looked up to him and ran and ran behind him and wanted to be him. However, when um Shep had his situation with his friend and pretty much left. Um, it was just Bertie and their mom, and he pretty much left them to their own devices, and mm -hmm. they became extremely destitute. And that's how Bertie got into the drug game mm -hmm. because he had to take care of mom, and he was tired of going to the store being laughed at because he's paying for food with food stamps. He's tired of the lights and the gas getting turned off. And he's tired of his mama just sitting there just thinking that Shep was going to come save the day and Shep never came. So he had to become a man and do what he had to do to take care of mama. I was a little surprised they yeah. didn't have him playing basketball too. Uh, considering well, like when he's talking about like how close they were as kids and everything. I wasn't surprised at that um, because it, from what it sounds like is that he was nowhere near as good as Shep was. Mm -hmm. So, and he probably only did it because of Shep. It was never something that he just absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. And then also you see what happened to Shep firsthand and how it affected the whole family, not just Shep. Mm -hmm. So for him to still be Part of it in some capacity makes sense, but him not actually playing makes sense as well to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. And on top of that, with him being a coach, because he had to take over the, he had to take over the rank with the family. You know what I mean? After oh, I see. Left, right. Yeah. So he had to take over the rank and be the head. So I could definitely see why he would be in a coach's position for a basketball games metaphors. So. Yeah. But it's but, just like, I was like, man, because I was just for sure they were going to have like a one-on-one -on -one between brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he knew that um, he wasn't going to win. Yeah. He, and and he, made, <laughs> he made a point in saying that he's, he's not going to do something that he can't win at. Mm. You know, he don't like losing. You know, I, I, it, it wasn't her verbatim. Win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with him, with them making a point with that's what he was saying, he's he would never play Shep one on one. He wouldn't win at all, you know. So, and I wonder if too, like moment, could Tupac even play basketball? Like, I just wonder. I've never heard of him doing anything with basketball. Yeah, because I know yeah. Dwayne Martin actually played basketball right in like college, and then Leon played a little basketball too. 
Yeah. And it, and it comes out. You can definitely tell. Yeah, for know? sure. Especially when those scenes with Dwayne Martin, like, oh, it's like, right. oh, I'm watching a real game here. Like, right, right. You can't, you can't fake that. You can't, you can't fake that at all. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, so that's how we find out that Birdie and Shepherd Brothers and whatnot. Um, he was extremely happy to see Shep and Shep is still like, you know, in his own world. He don't give a fuck about nothing going on. Shep is still a walking it, ball of trauma. Basically. Mm-hmm. And um, Birdie picked up on that real quick. And he was just basically like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, I'm the man now. I'm the one that took care of mama up until her death. And you didn't come save the day like she always thought that you would. So, yeah. Yeah, because he's like, he's so excited to see Shep and like hang out with him and everything. And, uh, you know, run the streets together, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. and- Right, right. Because he wanted to recruit him. And Shep was like, so you think I'm going to work for you? And he was like, no, we're going to be partners. Right. But Shep, Shep ain't trying to do that. No. No, absolutely not. So yeah, they um so that interaction wasn't the best, but um it definitely left a bad taste in Birdie's mouth. Mm-hmm. And so um and a lot of anger. Yeah, a whole Shep lot of anger. He's really angry about his brother right. leaving the family and mm-hmm. then uh coming back and like rejecting him after he'd been missing him for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, we could both sit down with some therapists. <laughs> like, yes, yes. There's a whole lot of issues that need to be ironed out with mm-hmm. some couch time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, um, so yeah, so they have that interaction and whatnot. And so, um, Sheb, he's also a person that has a lot of patterns and he, he lives a simple life, but he does a certain thing. He, he, he does a certain Routine. thing a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a routine that he goes by. One of them things is going to this diner to eat. He always sits by himself. He orders the same thing. One of the waitresses tried to hit on him, and he was like, I'll pass. And he ends up running into Kyle's mom. And so they have a decent interaction, and then they end up running into each other again. And so they, when they ran into each other the second time, they ended up having dinner together. And they had a good... Um, a good conversation and whatnot. And this sparked them starting to date. Mm-hmm. What Kyle finds out, and he is not in the building about it at all. So he no. ends up running into Flip <clears throat> Because Kyle now also knows that these two are brothers. No, he don't know it yet. No, because remember, no, because remember, he goes to Flip to ask him what is the deal with Shep? Because he knows that Flip and Shep, Shep know each other from, mm-hmm. from then. And so when he was um, talking to Flip, that's when Birdie and Mo pulled up on him and Flip told him, and Flip told Kyle, ask him, that's his brother. And he was like, that, that's your brother? So what's the deal with him? And suddenly he was just like, he ain't no good person. Mm-hmm. So that's how he found out. And so when Bertie told Kyle he ain't no good person, now he's not in the building for his mama dating him at all. Nope. So he and, and then also what's so weird, I wish they had had this kind of discussion in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like she doesn't have time to spend with her son like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she got time to date Leon. Right. Right. Because they go out to eat. They go to that movies. They're talking to one another. Excuse me. And then, like at the basketball game, she's at and the that, that's game, the thing about the movies in particular, yeah. because like Kyle was expecting to go to the movies with her mm-hmm. at one point, and they couldn't go because she had to work. She had to work. But now she's yeah, going to the now movies. Like, I'm just like right, right. He didn't come to the house to get her and all types of stuff. And then when she finally is able to come to a basketball game on her night off, she's not even paying attention to the basketball game. She's talking to Shep at the basketball game. Mm-hmm. Kyle sees this and gets pissed off to where he gets ejected from the game in mm-hmm. front of the scout and everything. So now oh, yeah. he's completely pissed and 
the other security officer brings him, you know, downstairs to the locker room. He's hitting chairs up against lockers and everything. He is so pissed. You know, I love the I love the security guard. Is like, what is that supposed to do? Right, and then that's when you <laughs> put the chair down. Right? Yeah, because you ain't putting a dent in that locker. <laughs> so he um. So yeah, so he's like trying to calm down or whatever, but he was just like, I just fucked up in front of the scout. Mm-hmm. And so again, though, like my God. again, but this time was in a royal way. Cause mm-hmm. last time he didn't even get um ejected. This time he got ejected. So, and lost the game. Yeah. Again. Right. <laughs> again. Right. So um Shep goes downstairs to check on him and he's like, Kyle, are you all right? Soon as Kyle sees him, he sees red and he goes after him and tries to fight him. By that time, his mama then came down there to, to check on him That's and she she's trying to talk to him. He didn't cuss at her. She smashed yes. the shit out of him and Shep just leaves, just walks out. Oh, so. I also found out that Dwayne Martin and the actress that's playing his mother uh-huh. are three years apart. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. They really aged her. She, she looked like a old mom. She looked, she looked good. She just looked like she, she looked good, but she looked older. She not to me. She just looked mature, but not like older that much. Like I, I think it may have been the hair and the clothes that made her look older to me. Yeah. The style yeah. for sure. Right, right. Right, because I'm because they, they did a pretty good job. I was just thinking like maybe she had them as like a teen or something. It yeah. had to be. That's yeah. what I, you know. that I mean, because like she does not look that old. So no, 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 no. But she, but she looks old enough to be his mom. Not just maybe me. a teen mom. Yeah. Well, for me, like he definitely looked too old to be in high school. But of course, you know that's how. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was just like, okay, I guess. But you know, black don't crack, so maybe like, right. yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because like. Like me, like watching it when it came out, like as a 10 year old, you know, high schoolers look grown. Yeah. But now watching it now, it's like, yeah, you're not the same age as my nephew. No. I don't know what the heck. No. <laughs> no, but yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, so Chef walks out. And so um, now at this point, he is just like, you know what? I'm leaving. So he wrote the coach a letter and turned in his uh his whistle because he was a, a rental cop. <laughs> and so, so he doesn't have a badge and a gun, you know. He just right, right, right. He gotta he gotta turn in the whistle. I'm done. <laughs> so so yeah, so he goes on this uh he goes on this little tour of him leaving and whatnot. Um Bertie finds out that he's leaving and he meets him somewhere that he knew that he was going to be. And he was just like, well, I was just coming to say bye and whatnot. Um, Cause I heard that you was leaving and what have you. And so. Um, oh, and then we, also before that though, in the scene where with the argument with, his, with the, um, the mom and everything, mm-hmm. he left then too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Like he mm-hmm. left. Cause like when he left the, um, the, the locker room scene that's when he was like I'm done mm-hmm. I'm leaving at this point so um so yeah he uh he pretty much goes on this tour like he's packing up things and he then um went around he was driving around he he made his uh, way over to Kyle's house to have a conversation with Kyle's mom and Kyle and Kyle's mom was just like yeah no no, you pretty much showed your hand when you walked out that locker room. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to talk about nothing. Right. And, and now you're leaving town. Right. And now you're leaving. So we legit don't have nothing to talk yeah. about. You just so, run away from things. Right. Right. And I'm cool. So she uh closes the door on him and he really did look hurt. Yeah. That that hurt him. Now he's been, you know, um, stone cold this whole time but that one that one he did he did show a little emotion um so now 
we have the day of oh no 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 before then um flip flip did i forgot what he did to um to birdie that pissed him off he called him a name like he was like you know it wasn't like a big insult either he just like yeah he called like picklehead boy or something like that <laughs> like yeah probably something that they used to call him back in the day you yeah. know but um but he's not that he's not that boy anymore he don't live there no more <laughs> so what he ended up doing was um him and mo went to um the little cardboard box that uh flip lived in woke him up and slashed him to death which is so crazy yeah the man is yeah. already homeless. Right. <laughs> like he's already living in hell. But okay, sure. So that was that. Um, so yeah. So fast forward to Shep going around, you know, telling everybody goodbye shit. And um, it is the day is also the day of the tournament. Oh, I forgot another part. I'm sorry. Um, there was a scene at the uh the club. Where the everybody met up the night before, and in that scene, um, it was the whole basketball team that was meeting up with the coach, which is Birdie, and they were getting their uniforms and shoes. Mm-hmm. And Boogaloo showed up, and he's just like, "Dang, where's my stuff at? Why didn't nobody tell me we was having a meeting? What's going on?" Blah blah blah. And so they had to tell him, like, "Yo, you're not running with us. You can't play. Why? Why are you in here?" And so. Birdie was like, yeah, this is just for the uh, players. This is a players meeting. I'm going to need you to go on ahead and leave. And he was like, no, I'm playing with y'all. Like, Kyle, can you tell him that I've been getting better? I'm going to be going to college and chewing everything. And he was, and Birdie was like, college? You ain't smart enough to go to college. It's like, everybody can you even read? Right, like, can you read? Like, and so everybody's laughing at him. So then Boogaloo was like, I was just playing or whatever, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, really trying to play it off because he's like extremely um, embarrassed. So Birdie told him like, you know, this meeting is for the players. I'm going to need you to leave. And so he's still standing there, but he's hurt. And so Birdie was like, nigga, get the fuck out and pushed him. And when he pushed him, he fell. So everybody's laughing at him again. But this is Kyle's friend. So when um, Boogaloo leaves, Kyle goes after him. And he was just like, you know, that wasn't cool. Blah, 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 blah. And he was just like, you know, that's just Birdie being Birdie. I ain't about to do nothing. He was just like, well, why you didn't do nothing back? He was like, and then I end up like Flip. Right. So he was like, what do you mean end up like Flip? He was like, you ain't hear what happened to Flip? Like Flip is dead. So Kyle leaves. And he goes to try to find Flip. Can't find him. And he's like yelling his name. Flip, Flip, Flip. Blah, blah. Shep is like, Flip's dead. Because Leon, Leon, Leon. But Shep is there. And he disappeared out of nowhere. And he's doing that long walk, long, slow walk. <laughs> that is that signature Leon walk. So, <laughs> so. He's just like, you know, let's play one-on-one, me and you. So they ended up playing. And um, Kyle got shown who Shep really was. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, that brought him down a bit. Yeah, because he thought he was hot stuff. Yeah, he thought he was hot stuff. But after playing Shep or whatnot, that humbled him. So he changed his mind the night before that he was not going to run with Birdie. And he was gonna run with with his coach. So the day of the, which is um, just so much whiplash. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At this point, most coaches would be like, "No, right, exactly, exactly." But um, you know, he came to him very humbly, humbly at the the day of the tournament, and he was just like, "I'm just coming to see if you need an extra person." And he was just like, "You know what? Sure." So he ended up running with um his team. And then Birdie and his team comes and um, he approaches Kyle and he's just like, you know, uh, good luck. You're not going to say it back. Right. And he was like, uh, good luck. Oh, thank you. 
But just so you know, I better win. And if I don't win, I'm pretty sure the NCAA or NCAA would like to know the gifts that you were taking. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, where, what gifts? Did I miss the part with the gifts? He got money and shoes and shit like that from Birdie. Because remember, Birdie um, knew that guy when um, him and Kyle met for the first time in the um, in the club. Mm-hmm. And remember that guy that came to them when mm-hmm. they were talking at the bar? The white mm-hmm. guy that came to them and mm-hmm. knew all his information and Kyle was yeah. like, how do you know that? How yeah. do you know everything? You know, like that dude was telling him everything. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Like, so I missed the scene with the gifts. Like, yeah. Like he gave him some money. Um, because he could remember he was like, I can't take your money. He was just like, everything costs. So here, take this money. Mm-hmm. So he gave him the money. Then he um gave him some shoes and the jersey when he uh was supposed to run with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was accepting gifts. Okay. You know? Yeah. So yeah, so um pretty much uh Bertie told Kyle to throw the game. Yeah. So they they have the game or whatever, and Kyle um, is pretty much like, you know, he's going back and forth on if he's going to throw the game or not. For the most part, he didn't. However, Mo was playing for Birdie's team, and Mo was jacking up everybody to where everybody was, like, going down for injury. Mo is a full-grown man. He really is. How he, are we paying high schoolers? Is. Like, what is the what are the rules? Like, I don't think it was. I don't. I just think it was a tournament. So I don't think like him playing high schoolers was an issue because it was a tournament and not something that the school was doing. But even so, you have you know you have brackets and divisions or whatever. Like, true. You know, <laughs> true. But then we're talking about it was just funny to me. Yeah, but we're talking about high school kids that look like adults. So they probably had them in the same, <laughs> you know? So, like, yeah. So, <clears throat> he uh, he's jacking up everybody. Everybody's going down in, on injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so Simon, you were 25. These are 15-year-olds. I know, right? It was terrible. <laughs> and it's like, he's really jacking them up to where they probably got life injuries. Mm-hmm. These are, like, career-ending They're injuries. they like, yes. I mean, the fouling is crazy. Yes, it was insane. And the uh, referee was barely calling anything. Because like, he's probably working stri- for Birdie. Right. This was some straight street ball action going on. And so, um, simultaneously, Shep is leaving. However, the taxi driver drives past the tournament. So, with him driving past the tournament, he gets the bright idea to go to the tournament. Yes. Because now he's like, well, you know, she said I'm a runner and I'm leaving and everything. So let me let me just give it one more shot. You right. know, basically. Right. And the coach did ask him to be on the team initially and he declined. So um the coach and like, how is he gonna be on the already. team with high school? Like I just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just chopped it up to this ain't got nothing to do with school. It, so, it, <laughs> that's <laughs> You had to suspend reality on some parts, you know. Oh, for sure. It's just so yeah. funny to me because I was like, these skill sets are not the same. Like, they're not. And on top of that, he ain't played nobody but a dead man in shit. 19, how many years? 1979. Now it's 1993. Yeah. Right. So that's like what 14 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't played, he ain't played nobody but a dead man. So I would think he would be a little rusty. A little bit. Just a tad, you know, but he um you know he he shows up and he shows up right on time because coach only got four good players because mode and jacked everybody up <laughs> so he's like uh do you need me coach and he goes out there in his corduroy and flannel with a jersey <laughs> and Barty sees this and Bertie flips his wig. He's like, uh-uh, this ain't fair. What are y'all doing, blah, blah, blah. And the coach was like, he's there on my original roster. And, like, he, he's there. It's legit. 
And he was like, he ain't got no jersey or he ain't got no uniform. He was like, he got a jersey right here. Right. And he was just like, nah, y'all got to stop this. Blah, blah, blah. So the ref was like, y'all either going to play or y'all going to forfeit. What's up? So he had to play. So he tells um, his team, fuck him up. Like, <laughs> just straight up, out loud. Go after Leon. Oh, right, right. So they ended up running it. Of course, um, coach's team wins. And Tupac is pissed. Not Tupac. Birdie mm. is pissed. And Mo is pissed. Mo is pissed too, but he ain't as pissed as Birdie. And so Birdie goes get goes and get this uh big old gym bag, gives it to Mo and was like, handle your business, handle your business. Mo looked like he honestly didn't want to, but he was gonna do it. Because this is so, broad daylight, yes, crowds of middle people. of the day, a million people. The whole team is congratulating everybody on the field. Or on not on the field, but on the court. Right. And they just so happen to turn around and they see Mo going into the bag, pulling out a gun. And when they see that gun, and people are turning around and everybody leaves. Right. Everybody's everybody goes and running. Goes running. And Kyle is just standing there, still high fiving people that are running but he's still standing there Shep watches the whole thing happen and he knows that something's about to happen so when he sees that gun and he sees him pointed at Kyle Shep jumps in front of the bullet and gets shot in his chest and so there was an off-duty police officer there and told him to drop his weapon and he shot him and it looked like he probably shot him in the leg or something like that. And so when that happened, Mo went down, but not completely down. Mm-hmm. So he tried to stand back up. And when he tried to stand back up, that's when... Because he's still the, holding uh, the gun, too. As he's still holding the gun, that's when he went for the kill shot. And he killed Mo. Mind you, this is in broad daylight on a basketball court at a tournament. A million people there. So... <sighs> The ambulance come. Um, the next thing we see is that Shep is alive. And the ambulance comes and gets him. And uh, then we fast forward a few months. And Kyle is playing at Georgetown. Where he Somehow. Wanted to he got accepted. Yeah. He got accepted through all of this. Even though he, he lost accepted. all the games he played in. <laughs> right. <laughs> and was an asshole getting injected. All, right. the, all the everything, you know, but. You know, somebody called in a favor and he is playing that. It had to be shut. (laughs) It had to be. And so, excuse me, his mom is watching it from a bar in New York with the coach and her boyfriend, which is Shep. And this is how we end above the rim. I was a little surprised there was no like text at the end, you know? You know, like uh, he went on to play blah, 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 and went to the NBA or whatever. And, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I feel like um, I feel like that scene pretty much did it. We didn't need to know that he went to the NBA because his main focus. Oh, was no. I was just I was just kind of like expecting that just oh, based yeah. on the, the movie and like the time period. Mm-hmm. So I was just surprised we didn't get it. But yeah. Yeah. They actually acted it out instead of just telling us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which I can appreciate more because I mean that's that's so easy to write a couple of sentences and go on about your day, you know. It is, but I kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I I appreciated the fact that they literally was at Georgetown and it was the Georgetown coach that oh, was the coach. Yeah, that that was the coach, the real coach in real time. That's cool. And he's a famous he's a famous coach. Yeah, you know, and Georgetown is like a D one school. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them to have this black coach, um, I want to say his name is like Don Johnson or Bob Johnson, some stuff like that. That sounds um, familiar. Yeah, let me pull it up. But yeah, for them to have this coach there, it's it's a big deal. It was a big deal. But um, let me see what was his name. John Thompson. That's his name. John oh, Thompson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
yeah but yeah look him up he he's a big deal but um but yeah so with this being your first time seeing above the rim what did you think i thought i wish it had a little more um drama between the characters and uh shorter basketball games shorter basketball games. yeah because like yeah. you know because the tag of the movie is some games you play some games play you right yeah yeah um I do appreciate they have people who actually play basketball, playing basketball, because it did feel yeah. like I'm watching a real game, people with skill, not just actors pretending to play basketball. Um, but like the basketball sections were kind of long to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So I didn't always finish watching them. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get more into like the story with the characters. Um, mm-hmm. Then they did at that point. Well, then they did, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, just wanted to see a little bit more of that friction between the brothers and like a little bit more of the relationships going on between the mom and the son and Leon. Like, you know, I wanted a little bit more of that, a little bit more from the characters themselves. The characters yeah. felt a little flat. Yeah, yeah, I can see why you would say that. Um, I always felt that I needed more camera time from Tupac. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. um, Tupac shines in the movie. And you and he's a big draw. Like, he was a big mm-hmm. superstar at the time. And um, even though um, Leon was a huge superstar at the time as well, um, both of them together in a scene as limited as we got of it was great. And I would have I would have loved to have had more time with them too. Yeah, scene together, but yeah, I would sure. also love to have just seen Tupac more because he's an awesome actor, you yes. know. And for him to have been so in the movie just a limited he's amount so of time, pretty. oh my gosh, gorgeous in the movie! And those eyelashes what? are to die. The for. eyelashes, like, crazy, yes, yes, yes. Um, those eyelashes always stuck out, but for some reason, they stick out 10 times more in Above the Rim. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. But um, I wouldn't call it a fun fact, but a fact. <laughs> this was the last movie that Tupac came out with before he died. Yeah. So that's bittersweet because we know he came out with two movies after he died. But um, but yeah, yeah. So a little bittersweet there, but I mean, but he but he shines every time he's in front of the camera. You know, he's, so. he's good. Even yeah. some of the um, lines are like a little clunky. Mm-hmm. He delivered them well. Yes, for yes. sure. Yes, and then and then like his his acting skills were just like top tier in this movie because especially like oh, one when, thing you forgot. What? Boogaloo comes back. Oh shit. I forgot all about that part. Yes, I'm and glad you reminded me. Yes, he comes back and kills him at the very end. That was actually the last scene. That was the last scene. He got his revenge, and he came. He came to the club, and he killed him. I didn't expect yes, that. Because, yeah, I totally forgot. So when Kyle quit the uh, Birdie's team. He went and told Birdie that he quit, that he was going to run with his coach. And, of course, Birdie was pissed off, but he also took it out on Boogaloo because Boogaloo was the reason why Kyle was there. So he told Boogaloo to get on, and he was like, and anybody that is talking to Boogaloo, you will get gone as well. Mm-hmm. So that was like the straw that broke the camel's back and. Bugaloo plotted his revenge and he came back and he killed him at the very end of the movie. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that part. That's right. Yeah, I watched um, this interview with Marlon Lands and they were talking about different roles he had done mm-hmm. and they were talking about Above the Rim and he was saying, you know, he and Tupac became friends and everything because they both had like very specific upbringings, you know, mm-hmm. being uh, performers and everything and being from the hood and everything. Um, and he was saying, that people were saying that he shot Tupac 
Like, like he had killed him. Oh, wow. Like, I wish people would stop with that. Because, like, that's... I never heard that. That's yeah. crazy. People yeah. really say that. I, I don't know if they're, like, if they were, like, trying to be funny or something. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this may have been... I think this movie was before the first time he got shot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I want to say the what's the first shit. I, I don't remember. There's so the much happened in that man's life. I I, I get the dates mixed up, so I could totally be wrong. But I think I think it was. I think they filmed it before he got shot the first time. But um, but yeah, wow. So wow, did you crazy. watch this movie when it came out? Um, I didn't go to the theaters and see it, but I think I saw it on cable after it came to cable right after it came to cable so yeah but yeah it was it was because it came out in 94 so Mm -hmm. yeah i had to have seen it in middle school yeah Yeah. but i i freaking loved it when i saw it um it was around the time i was playing basketball oh yeah oh wow yeah (laughs) so yeah and then you know Dwayne Martin. I've been knowing Dwayne Martin since he had that show with Patti LaBelle. Oh, so to God. see him in this movie, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I just hated the haircut they gave him. That was that was that what was right down the middle. I was like, what? Yeah, nineteen <laughs> like, yeah. twenties. Like, what? Yeah, it was it was so weird. <laughs> but yeah, kids was walking around with a part down, like up. in the middle. A part in the middle, right? Smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um another thing I wanted to talk about in regards to the movie was the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack broke a lot of people. Um it broke Warren G and Nate Dog because regulator yeah, was, was a huge hit. Humongous hit! I yep. actually I listened through the whole credits just because they were playing that song. Yes, that is one of my songs that I sing in karaoke. So uh, we have regulators, we have Lady of Rage, Rough and Stuff with My Afro Puffs mm-hmm. on that soundtrack. Um, the soundtrack was on Death Row. So yeah, Death, was, yeah, yeah, Death Row put it out. Um, then uh, what else? What else? Oh, yeah, anything had. Yeah, it had a couple of Tupac songs on there. It had anything by SWV, the um the remix. The remix was on there. The remix was a big hit. Um, so the the soundtrack was jamming. It is on it is on streaming. So if anybody wanted to listen to it, it is out there. But yeah, the soundtrack is before it sounds like. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then like the opening credits um is Tupac's song Pain. Mm-hmm. And if anybody listens to Ja Rule, around the time when he was being, um, he, when he was going through his Tupac era, he did a song featuring Tupac that sampled Pain. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's on the Pain is Love album. Okay. Yeah. And it, yeah, they, they tweaked it. They tweaked it to where it sounds really dope. I really love, I really love what Ja Rule did with that song. So, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. So, yeah, you know, I'm a Jaru fan. Really? Okay. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a Rule fan. Um, right. had some albums that were like Pain is Love, and then R U L E. Those are some slamming really? albums. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. I still play Pain is Love. Pain is Love is my shit. But um, but yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So if anybody wanted to like. You know, pull that up. That's available as well. Um, but yeah, so let's go to our uh, rating system. So we have one movie real trash AF, two it exists, three entertaining, four great, five a true classic. So Maria, what say you? Hmm. Well, for me, I would say it was entertaining, but then I can also see how it would be a classic to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly like, cause not just, cause you had mentioned like uh, you were just playing basketball and everything, uh, when this movie came out and, uh, the reviewer that I was talking about before who, uh, played college ball talking about this mm-hmm. movie, 
it was the same for him. He was like, I was just learning. I was just getting into basketball and everything. So I was really passionate about it. And so I was like, yeah, I can totally see how that can just like imprint on you. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the with the people they have in it in particular and like the soundtrack and everything, I totally get it. Um, yeah. But I just wanted, you know, like I was saying before, I just wanted more. Right. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I would say uh, like a 3.5. Okay. Okay. I would give it uh I would give it a four. I would give it a four. Um because I mean for for all the things that I've mentioned and then um I just think it fell short with giving us more Tupac. Mm-hmm. I think we should have had more Tupac. Yeah, the movies he's watched so far with Tupac, that's been my complaint. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. There's, there right, comes a point good. in the movie where you're like, oh yeah, Tupac is in this because he's been gone for so long. Right, right, right. That's why we 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 are most definitely gonna have to visit Juice. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah, yeah. Sure. One of these days, we are most definitely gonna have to visit that because. He he just is amazing. He outshines, yeah. In general. So, okay. I mean, but he he does good in everything and everything. So yeah, you just want more from him, you know, right? You know, and he just really he really did a good job in this movie. Um, Leon did Leon. Leon, is, yeah, Leon is. I mean, we love Leon. Don't get me wrong, we love Leon, but Leon is Leon in every movie. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah, you spend most of like being sad and traumatized about basketball, right? And he's very mysterious, and then like, but he's like gorgeous to look at. So, when he walks so at gorgeous. you with his mysterious eyes very slowly, you're like just wanting to just like jump on him, you his know, bones and everything, you know, everything. Like, I understand why him and Cynthia Bailey were together, yes, and the love child. Like, I get it, yes. Again, it's not a mystery. Right. <laughs> right. That was one beautiful ass couple. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But yeah. Yeah. So that is um 1994's Above the Rim. Yes. So, Maria, what are we going to be watching next time? So, have you seen 1982's Annie? Uh, no. I've seen, oh. um, I've seen the one with Shirley Temple. And I've really seen one. Yeah. I believe that's the one. It was the old one. Because her, yeah, her father was in the military. That's so, a little princess. That's a different That's movie. a little princess. Okay. Annie is a musical. It's a hard knock life for us. Because I've seen the one with I've seen the one with Jamie Foxx. Yes. That's I've seen that one. But you haven't seen the one from I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do next time is Annie. It is for rent. Let me see. Have you seen an American tale? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, well this one is for free on, okay. on stars if you have stars. Yes, I have stars. Okay. So American. we'll do an American tale. An American tale. T A I L. Okay. And that came at 86? Yes. Oh. Okay. Okay. I remember I remember seeing this cover, mm-hmm. but I have not seen the movie. Oh my goodness. I've seen this movie so many times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So Maria, where can we find you? You can find me online uh, on all the various social medias. Uh, and at Valar More Dollars, that's V A L A R M O R Dollars. I'm still on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and I'm not really using threads, but I'm on Blue Sky as well. And then also, I have another podcast I'm on called Nergasm Noir. Uh, we just released an episode uh, last week, so you should definitely check that out. It's five black ladies talking about nerdy and pop culture things. So, you know, head over there. Where can cool. they find you, Lindsay? Um, well, I'm over the um the standards social media <laughs> at L underscore Renell. That's L underscore R A N E L L E. 
Um, yeah, so that's what Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, I am on Spiel. I don't remember what my handle is. Oh, no. And I am on TikTok. I believe my handle is Lins, L-I-N-Z. But I'm going to have to write them down because, like, yeah, remembering them is not working out right now. So, <laughs> but um, I also have another podcast as well. Um, the Ish We Talk is with me and my uh, my cousin. We uh, talk about various things that happen in life. What you talk about this week? So we talked about Kiki Palmer and baby daddy. Yeah. And how it was not about the dress. It was about Usher. And I understand because I have went to that same residency mm-hmm. and he is mem- mesmerizing. You walk in casually, you will walk out of stand and you cannot stop playing him for at least a month after. So I can't. <laughs> So yeah, he so, should have yeah. just sat there and ate his food. He should have definitely sat there and ate his food, you know. But he couldn't contain his light skinness. Oh, he was very God. light. The khaki <laughs> coalition condemns the actions of this young man. Right. <laughs> okay, we do not support it. Not in a bit. Not one bit. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, we definitely talked about that amongst various other things. Cool. 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 Yep. So um that is episode 29 of Romy's Review of the Movies, uh, where we reviewed Above the Rim. Yes. And we will see you guys for episode 30. For an American tale. American tale. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.